Hi, hi, besties. Thank you again for being here with me. Today's episode, I'm going to share about a recent experience that I had. And I really took my time to digest this experience and everything that it was and everything that it came with and I will begin by sharing exactly what the experience was and how I lived through it essentially but then I will share kind of what the meaning that it has taken on for me so I on June 7th of 2023 I ran my first marathon and 26.2 miles 26.2 miles is not a distance that I ever thought I would run the reason that I ran this marathon was because again somebody believed in me they wanted me to run a marathon so they sponsored my entry and they believed that I had the capacity to do this. I once again rose to the challenge and accepted it. I don't think that I had adequate time to prepare the way that most people prepare for something like this. Um, The training consists of a plan and certain mileage that you should be hitting every week and it's over the course of several months as i shared with you all in my last episode my main focus from april and may april to may was running or completing my triathlon so uh, from may 7th after my triathlon i took a break because I, as I shared with you all, I spent time uh, over a month in a rigid container of strict rigidness and I just needed to step off of that and give myself a break, my body a break, a rest. So I definitely did not do anything the week after May 7th the weekend the week after that was my birthday so the birthday festivities was just me enjoying the week returning from that i went back to my regularly scheduled programming i threw in a long run uh the most that i ran 2 weeks or a week before <laughs> my race was 14 miles and that is the longest distance that I had ran before my marathon, which was going to be the week following that. So doubling, almost doubling the distance that my body was used to was frightening. It felt like I was confronted by a giant vertical wall and I had to somehow climb it I believed that I could do it I I believed that my body was capable of doing it I 
trust my body because I take care of my body. I make sure that I'm nourishing it. I'm consistent with my routines and the way that I take care of it. There was no... Because I was not going to have the opportunity to run the way that I wanted to, to train for this, I needed to make sure that my nutrition was on point. So everything that I could control, my nutrition, my sleep, my hydration, I did to the best of my ability. So I trusted that my young, able body, a a person in their prime, would be able to handle this challenge. I knew that for me, this would be more mental than anything. And I would like to consider myself to be mentally tough. As I have shown myself that I am and have been many, many times in my past. So I trusted, I decided, I decided that the fears can exist. The fears can be here. They are legitimate. I can acknowledge them. I can validate them. I can see them. And at the same time, I can know it's already done. So I went into this challenge with that mindset. It's already done. I pictured myself at this finish line. I had no idea what that was going to look like for me physically, the condition that I would be in. But I... I imagined myself telling, sharing that I was done, that this had been done. So I knew that it was going to get done. It had already been decided. So on the day of the race, here we go. I am absolutely nervous. I did some meditation and some prayer in the morning on my way and just really getting into the zone, mentally focused, not allowing any distractions to weigh me down, nothing mentally weighing me because I already had this mileage that was weighing me. There was this fear, right? But but I just had to release it all and I had to fully just be present and allow whatever was going to happen to just happen. And like I had shared, it had already been decided. So I embark on this 26.2 mile journey and the first eight miles, I blink, they're gone. After mile eight, I am feeling good. I'm noticing that I'm doing well. I'm staying nice and consistent with my pace. I am very proud of myself i'm feeling very proud of okay consistency we're keeping the a great pace let's my goal was to keep the same pace throughout the entire distance i believe that that would have been possible for me and is possible for me and i will talk more about why that was not possible during this particular race but the first eight miles I blinked they were gone eight through 13 another five miles they were they were okay they were just part of the process nothing really eventful happened there 
13 miles. Okay, this is a distance that I am used to. I have run half marathons in the past before. So this distance was a piece of cake. I was halfway done. I hit mile 14 and then again I hit mile 15 and every mile after mile 14 is the longest that I have ever ran. So every mile after mile 14 I already won. So every mile that I was hitting after 14 I made sure to take the time to celebrate. I will celebrate being being proud of myself and hey, this is the longest that you have ever ran. Wow. Already, if you quit now, which was not an option for me, but if it happened for whatever reason, I already won. So mile 15, 16, okay, they're a little bit of a blur. I'm beginning to feel... A little bit of the exhaustion and tiredness that starts to kick in. I was feeling very strong till about mile 15. Mile 16 was okay. Mile 17 was not too good. I learned a very difficult lesson. I learned that there is such a thing as having too many electrolytes. So... The mistake that I made was I was not consuming enough water to balance out the electrolytes that I was having, not just on the course, but I also had electrolytes before starting. I, I have electrolytes before starting a race so that my muscles are hydrated. Then I have electrolytes on the course, the race they provide electrolytes or water as an option, but I kept taking the electrolytes. And then I had gels and I had gels or are products that are made specifically for running they're made chemically so that your body can absorb them quickly so these are these are materials for athletes so that they can get energy quickly into their bodies they're for formulated specifically with this purpose they have a combination of electrolytes it's all salts and carbohydrates and other things sometimes they come with flavors some of them are very thick they come in different sizes and, and forms so i was consuming these which also contained sodiums and i was not having enough water so the lesson that i learned was that you there is such a thing as having too many electrolytes and I began to develop symptoms of a UTI, so a urinary tract infection. For people who are not familiar with the feeling, is a sensation that you need to urinate, but when you go and try, it just it doesn't happen, and it's very uncomfortable. Sometimes it can happen as a burning sensation it's can sometimes be painful and i am unfortunately too familiar with the the symptoms of that so i was definitely feeling it but i believe that 
the experiences that I have been through in the past helped me with this because all that I could hear was my doctor telling me drink water, drink water, drink water to flush out these things from my bladder. So I stuck to strictly water after mile 17 and after stopping to the restroom not being able to go and just consuming as much water as I possibly could in in hopes that I could get some of my my race back because this was really affecting me at that point in time I decided to just stick to strictly water consume as much water as I could and just keep going so we are on mile 18 now we're not just exhausted we're dealing with a discomfort of not having consumed enough water I am I am about had it I want to call my mom to come pick me up I hate it here and I start to cry and I feel that in that moment when those tears came out of my eyes and and I noticed I noticed that I was holding myself back from crying because I knew that the crying would mess with my breathing the rhythm that I had with my breathing the the momentum that I had the pace that I wanted to keep I didn't want to let that go right but but then I, I, I took a step back and I had to reel it in and remember that keeping the space is important when I am performing in my optimum. However, I was not. I needed me right now and I needed to just step back and take care of me. And I, I knew that this race was going to get done regardless, but I needed me right now. So... I pulled back and I decided to just walk and acknowledge my discomfort, acknowledge the pain that I was in, that we are doing something very difficult and it's okay to cry. So I released the tears and 20 out of 10, I recommend y'all because I felt like the pain left my body with these tears it was something that I don't believe that I had ever experienced this is like physical pain just removed and I felt wow like that that's all that I needed was a good crying right and we're ready to get get back going so I began to you know pick up the pace and start and start um, going a little bit faster. I'm, of course, still remembering to consume water. Well, I'm up to mile 20, and I'm still feeling these symptoms. I continue to stop, and I'm going back and forth, and I'm looking for the closest porta potty, and I'm just, I'm not having a great time. Mile 17 to 21, I will always remember. They were so difficult, but I just had to carry myself through the and and after mile 21 and just feeling like you can taste the end and just being more done than not there's just no going back at this point so 
I began to feel a lot better. I believe that all the water that I was consuming began to balance out the discomfort, the sodium levels that I was that that were imbalanced, and I. I can begin focusing on picking up the pace and running a little bit better, but you know, my body is exhausted. My, you are cramping up. You are tensing up. Your joints are locking. I have developed these little stretches that I'm doing while I'm running, so I don't even have to stop. I can do my half marathons without stopping because I've developed these ways to stretch while running. But there was just no way. There's people pulling over to stretch against light posts and walls and whatever you can find. You're stretching against it. So I just had to social reference and I was just watching what everybody was doing and I also had to pull aside and do some stretching and get slowly back into it I believe that these last five miles were the most difficult and you just it was just all mental from there it's your the pain of of your body just has to be overridden by just how mentally strong you need to be to to ignore it and to just continue because there's no going back y'all you're already this far in there's just no way no way there are so many times that i that i considered calling somebody to come pick me up and i was just so i just really thought that i couldn't do it but i just did not allow myself to do that and i know that whoever i called would would have been like are you sure like no they would have convinced me to continue going so i just didn't even bother so here we go and we're going to do this thing it it is excruciating pain again i don't i don't know that i can describe it and if somebody tried to describe it before i had this experience myself there's no way that your mind can grasp it this distance is just something so unnatural it's an unnatural distance but here we are doing the distance as human beings and i think it's just a testament of how amazing and how capable we really are y'all i finished this race and i'm just I just want to go home. I have no energy for anything. I know that there's a crash coming. I can feel it. It's just looming over me, waiting to happen. And if I stop, I know I'm not going to get back up. So I just, I wanted to go. I wanted to just go home, just just be in a place of comfort and just get out of the the loudness and all of the chaos of this race and the environment and the speakers and I just wanted to go y'all but I don't make it to the car I have to break down and I release some more of that stress that my body was holding on to and carrying and I just needed to let it out because I think that, again, (laughs) 
describing it is just so difficult. I don't, it's just one of those things that you just have to do to experience. And I gained so much respect for anybody who has ever done a distance like this or more. I really looked up to ultra runners. I really admired these people who are out there doing ultra. Ultra marathon is anything above the marathon distance, which I'm telling you is already in in and of itself unnatural. So I admired the commitment. I admired the dedication, the self-love that it takes to complete something like this. And after completing a marathon, it just has shot up exponentially because you have to be so mentally tough to do something like that. And wow, y'all, it is a life-changing, life-changing experience for sure. I actually wore my medal to lunch and I was a local celebrity y'all wow it's a different level of respect out here I was wearing my medal so proud and I had people like pulling me over congratulating me asking me how it was I got asked to to take a picture (laughs) I don't know like I felt like a local celebrity it was just It was a great time to be wearing a very hard-earned medal. It didn't hit me. It had not registered to me what I had done, at least not till two days later. My body, the pain that my body felt, I mean, the day after, even later that day was just indescribable. I was not moving. I was not going anywhere. But for me especially after having put my body through something that it was not adequately adequately prepared for i needed to be kind to myself i needed to be and still am being very very gentle and i'm spoiling myself right now i'm spoiling whatever my body doesn't want to do something i'm not doing it i I'm just enjoying giving it its rest. It has done enough for me for right now. And there's just not much that I can ask more of it. Of course, I have been dealing with what feels like a little bit of grief. Um, I think this is because a goal has been accomplished and you are kind of left with a feeling of now what? Also, my lifestyle, (laughs) my routine of something that I'm used to doing as part of my life now has been swept from under me. I mean, rightfully so, because I, like I said, I'm taking time to rest, but I'm not running right now. And so it's been a process for me to be in a place where I'm kind of like okay, well, I don't have a life right now. Um, And being okay with giving my body that rest that it needs and deserves. So 
that's why I've taken the time to really process this whole experience, the after effects, that, that sense of grief. I, it really caused me to reflect on why I run and if running is my purpose and I can come back and report to you all that no it's not my purpose it's not an unhealthy I'm not coming from an unhealthy approach to where now because I don't have running temporarily right I am nobody or I am not my worth um so it's it's it feels really good to recognize these things and be in a place where I can understand that about me. That even though a big part of my life is not accessible to me right now, it is not actually what defines me and I am whole on my own even without it. But again, it is part of my lifestyle, like I said, and and like anything, when it is part of your everyday, when your life revolves around it and then it gets taken away, you're left kind of like, hello? (laughs) So I feel like that is what what I have been experiencing. It's been fun to find ways to fill in this newfound time temporarily newfound time but it's also been been super important to now that i have this extra time be very very conscious about what am i doing with this newfound time because this state that i'm in the state where my life kind of because my life did revolve around running and my athleticism has been swept from under me leaves me in a very vulnerable place so right now I am very vulnerable I'm very susceptible to developing habits that I may not necessarily want for me so I have had to be very conscious about how I am filling my time. If the things that I am doing are conducive to me and who I want to become. And if these things that I am doing are not, then they need to be cut. They need to be cut before they even become a habit. So I know that there's a lot of talk about how to build a habit um, and things like that. But... A lot of the times our habits are built subconsciously. We don't notice them. You just begin to do something after you do something else and they kind of they kind of become a routine and then you notice it and then before you realize and then the next thing thing that you know is you have developed this habit but you you weren't consciously trying to develop it. Now you have to do the work to get out of this habit and to undo this habit. So for me my approach is why am I going to go through all of the effort, the work, the restraint that it takes to break a habit when I could just cut it, cut it, cut it from the beginning. So just I'm not allowing these habits to even have a chance to develop. So then I don't need to break them. Wow, y'all, 26.2 miles is a metaphor for life. 
you will be excited you will hate it here you will cry you will want to call your mom (laughs) you will develop things that make you uncomfortable you will be uncomfortable you will have to be mentally strong and in the end you are going to do it and I know that it sounds scary. I know that it sounds intimidating. But if you get the opportunity, if you are able-bodied, if you put it on your bucket list, y'all, run a marathon because it is absolutely life-changing. If I thought that I was self-confident before this, <laughs> y'all, it's a different level out here. Thank y'all besties for being here with me today and I will catch y'all in the next one.